The York Dukes Podcast is brought to you by you. This listening experience is brought to you by all of the patrons, students, families, and businesses that support York Duke activities. We are filled with gratitude every time someone buys a family pass, purchases an ad in our programs, or pays admission to one of our events. Nothing gives us more pleasure than seeing our bleachers filled with the Navy and Vegas Gold faithful of Duke Nation. If you want more information on how you could become a supporter, contact YHS through our website, yorkpublic.org. I also want to make you aware of all the different ways to keep in touch with the York Dukes, no matter where you are. We can be found at YHS underscore Dukes on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. These are the best platforms for upcoming events, in-game reporting, final results, and announcements. Our website is yorkdukeactivities.wordpress.com or use the Athletics and Activities link at yorkpublic.org. This is your source for full season schedules and featured news on our blog. And of course, right here on the York Dukes podcast, hosted by podbean.com and can be found on iTunes and Google Play. Thanks, as always, for listening. All right, we're here on episode two of the York Duke Activities Podcast. I'm super excited for this week. We're branching out a little bit, getting out of the York Duke community and and looking for other school leaders around the state um, that have positive, influential things to say. Um, we'll try to sneak some activities in here because this technically is an activities podcast. So I'll try to sneak a little bit of athletics and activities in here. But um, to start off with, we have Dr. Mark Adler from Ralston Public Schools here today. He's the superintendent at Ralston, and and we're very glad to have you. Good morning, Lance. Uh, it is definitely my pleasure to be here to be a part of this new podcast uh, program that you're putting together. All right, so... Most of our listeners are obviously York Duke fans, uh, people that, that are familiar with York. So just to give them a little context around you and your career, what does is, what is your career path look like up to this point? Well, Lance, I started, uh, I've, been, I've been doing this quite a few years. I think this is my 27th year overall, but I started as a teacher uh, and a coach uh, in, at Petersburg, Nebraska, uh, which is now Boone Central Public Schools. And uh, from that point, I was at Petersburg uh, four years. Then I became uh, principal at Elgin High School, which is also in northeast Nebraska. And the entire time I was at Petersburg and Elgin, I had the pleasure of serving in many coaching areas, uh, primarily uh, football, basketball, a little bit of track and baseball over the years. And so just an area that I really enjoy. Uh, Then I was principal at Nebraska City High School for eight years. And then in 2008, I joined the team here at Ralston. Uh, as assistant superintendent, uh, and this is now my sixth year as superintendent of the district. Very good. So I just want to jump right in a little bit. I don't want to keep you too long. I know there's a little golf fundraiser going on this afternoon. One thing that comes up a lot when your name comes up is that you and your wife, Joni, have been very vocal and visible around the state, and that follows a a personal tragedy that happened in your family recently. And for those that haven't had a chance to hear your message um, could you tell us a little bit about kind of your mission or goals as you guys go around and talk around the state? What's your message? Our message, Lance, uh, after the after the death of our son Reed uh, in 2016, uh, Reed Reed was the victim of uh, intimidation and cyberbullying uh, based upon a mistake that he had made, 
And so uh, very senseless. It's hard. Uh, and I always talk, it's very hard to make sense out of things that don't make sense. And, and this is one of those. Um, with young people, you know, many times they get consumed with something that happens that's a small part of their life. Uh, when you look at their life and, you know, in our life as humans, it's really long and we don't want to let some small event push us to a decision that's permanent. And that's what happened with Reed and it's so senseless. And, and uh, so when we go visit with young people, first of all, we got to arm them with what to do if any, uh, if themselves or any of their friends are dealing with uh, mental health or depression or anything like that. Uh, and the way we do that is we arm them with what to do so they can look out for each other. But then it's about just how do we make sure that our daily, in our daily lives, our interactions with others, that we're kind to people. Uh, and I have a saying, it's simply that simple, just be kind. Uh, and I really hope uh, in what I do and the people around me that when you have an interaction with me, I hope your day is just a little bit better than it was before. Sure. How can schools, talking about the bullying issue, how can schools do a better job to address that? You know, what we do, Lance, is Joni and I have, we've made presentations to over 13,000 people. Most of those are students. I believe, and when we go to visit, we talk about it doesn't cost any money to start immediately and say we will not accept that kind of behavior in our school. Uh, you know, there are programs out there and different things that we can do to buy into and those kinds of things. But I think as a student body... Uh, and we always have great student leaders in every student body, we can say today is the day that we are not going to allow that. But where the rubber hits the road and it's really tough is when you are a student uh, and you're, you're a bystander and you see somebody else do this. Uh, if you stand silent, you then are part of the problem because you haven't spoken up. Uh, but that's what takes a lot of leadership and courage, and it's easy to say and it's tough to do. But we, we basically say to young people, have courage grow your leadership and be that person that's going to say, no, uh, we're not going to allow that kind of behavior in our school. And I know this has become a topic across the state at a lot of different schools, and I know a lot of schools are struggling with it. How have you seen an improvement here at Ralston um, since kind of this push, the Be Kind movement? It's something, like I said, that uh, we've really focused on. And uh, unfortunately, you know, a lot of our students are walking uh, that journey that they have experienced, you know, a situation that is, it, it, it's hard to even fathom how much this hurts. And so our students see that. And I hope, uh, I don't want schools to have to experience that kind of grief and tragedy to turn their school around, uh, to, you know, have this be a focus. But we, I see it every day. The thing that makes me sad is, unfortunately, you know, I still see things that happen in our schools uh, where students are kind to each other, and uh, I, I just don't understand. I don't understand that. It's it's hard for me to wrap my arms around that. Sure, and I know we we appreciate the message a lot because we've kind of incorporated that into our theme for next year. As Dr. Lucas talked about uh, last week, the B one movement, and you know how you want to act to your teammates and things like that. Dr. Adler and his wife Joni have played a major role in combating the problem of bullying and harassment in our schools today. I want to take this aside to recognize their work in this area. They were scheduled to speak at a teacher in-service event in York on MLK Day last year, an event that ended up being snowed out. We want all of our listeners to be aware of the resources available if you or a friend or family member is struggling with mental health or bullying. There is the Nebraska Family Helpline at one 888 
866-866-8660. The Nebraska Rural Response Hotline at 1-800-464-0258. The National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-TALK. And also on the web at youthsuicideprevention.nebraska.edu. Moving kind of away from that topic into something that is similar but a little more adult-based, it seems like public schools are under attack a lot of ways right now um, when it comes to legislators or community members or things like that. If anything goes wrong, a lot of times it comes down to public schools. And we do have a lot of responsibility to the community. Some of that criticism is fair and some is not. So we see a lot of groups right now, like the I Love Public Schools group that is doing a lot of things to improve the image of, of public schools. Ralston recently hired a director of communications. Uh, correct. Um, uh, Jeremy Maskell. How has that kind of changed your strategy for communication and branding and things like that? J- Jeremy has done a great job. We also uh, have another person on our communications team, uh, Katie Core. And those two uh, folks, uh, we, what we do is we share half of each one of those positions with our school foundation. And we felt like uh, our board uh, of education, who I, I believe is our great leaders, we felt like we had to make an investment in telling our story more uh, and then growing opportunities for people to be a part of our school, not just financially, but uh, to help our young people maybe have internships and different things like that, and to see people that have been in their shoes and they grow up and they have great opportunities. But we're just trying to spread the word. Uh, Jeremy does a great job, and Katie, in doing that and building capacity there. Uh, we recently went through a rebranding uh, process with our school, and so we're going to roll a lot of that out here this uh, as we get school started. Uh, and we're working on a project that I think is going to be a game changer. You know, some schools uh, across Nebraska have a school app. The difference between an app and going to a website is an app, information is delivered to the person sure. as opposed to you having to go out and navigate a website. And uh, we're just hoping all these things can help our community be more engaged, know the things that happen in our school. You know, I go out and I bang around the buildings and I see this stuff in action. But if you're a general person in the community, you probably don't know some of the things uh, and opportunities our young people have uh, and the people that are guiding them, uh, which I think we have incredible uh, student leaders and incredible teacher leaders. School branding and communication is kind of a passion of mine in that everybody has an idea of what schools look like based on when they were in school. And it has changed even in the short time that I've been out of school. Schools look completely different. And so trying to get that message out, I think, is is crucial. And we have so many avenues now with social media and podcasting and YouTube and all that stuff. And so I'm trying to get a lot of other schools on board and working together like we are now to to get that message out there. I, I appreciate um, your time in that as well. This last week was Admin Days out in Kearney. As you met with your admin team this week or over the summer, and you plan to meet with your teachers in the next couple of weeks, what's your message to them starting the 17-18 school year? Lance, great question. And uh, first of all, I'd just say I appreciate following your path, you know, with your with your dad being on our team here at Ralston and just how you've grown your leadership and been an example. Definitely commend you for that. And also, uh, don't want to forget here, so I'm going to address it really quick. Sure. 
Uh, Dr. Lucas and I are great friends, and we have become great friends through our interactions uh, as educators and trying to be leaders. Uh, I consider him one of the best leaders in our state. And so our schools have partnered on a lot of things, and, and we just we just appreciate that. As we start the new year, um, I, I don't think there's a more important time in our country's history to have great teacher leadership in quality schools. And we, uh, we have been under attack in a lot of, in a lot of places. And one, and one thing that makes me sad that you talked about is it seems like whenever something happens, we always have to find someone or something to blame it on. And personally, I don't know that that is a healthy space to live in because sometimes things happen. And, right. and what I really want us to focus on is how are we going to address whatever it is that did happen and move forward as opposed to placing blame and spending time in an area that we probably can't fix. But uh, with our staff, you know, we're in the hope and opportunity business. I hope that we find ways that we can uh, help a young person find what they're interested in. They can have hope for a better tomorrow and they can change their life with a vocation uh, that helps them earn a living and do the things that they love. And, and so that's what I hope we get to. But there's a lot of work to get there. Sure. We've mentioned it kind of in a roundabout way, but teaching can be a, a brutal profession in a lot of ways. Um, a lot of professions can, but in teaching, you're in the spotlight of the community. You're, you're very visible, and that can be draining over the course of a year. Being second-guessed by parents and media and legislators and things like that, how do you maintain optimism amongst your staff? We, it has to be about small wins with me. Uh, one of the things that's really difficult about, our, about teaching is we don't immediately see the end product. You know, uh, my background is industrial technology, and so I would teach a construction unit. We'd build a shed, and, you know, in a few weeks, we'd have a shed, and we knew if we did a good job, if it was, you know, square and all those kinds of things. When we're working with young people, we don't always know what that end result is until sometimes years down the road. And so I feel like we have to focus on those small wins, on those things when we taught a a student, let's just say, a mathematical function, and they use it, and they employ it, and they... And that light comes on in their eyes that, you know, boom, they, they, they made it work. Uh, in the coaching arena, you know, it was just absolutely amazing because that is teaching. You know, when we're out there coaching kids, we're teaching. Uh, we're hopefully building character and integrity. But when you teach a student, uh, student athlete about a, a trap block and they hit that block at the right time and the running back takes it, takes it in for a touchdown, it's amazing to see young people. Uh, and so I, I think it's those small wins uh, along the way. Um, that's a good segue, talking about the coaching piece. This is technically an activities podcast, so I want to ask you a little bit about what do you see as the role of athletics and activities in, in the total education? You know, for me, I, I believe that it uh, our activities program is an essential part of our school. You know, there's no, there's no substitute for quality instruction and, and core uh, area instruction, those kinds of things. But the things our young people learn when they're uh, on the field or in the court or in our, you know, in our activities uh, about teamwork, cooperation, integrity, hard work, commitment, all those things that I think maybe are more important than math, science, and those kinds of things because it helps you be a good citizen. Uh, now, that we can't reduce the importance of our core areas and, and those kinds of things. But, you know, if we don't have the opportunity to build quality relationships and know how to treat people with kindness and respect... Uh, there's not many areas you're going to be successful in. Right. Um, I know that I know you support all the activities at Ralston. 
what are you a fan of? What is it? What's your, your sport, your activity that you really look forward to? That might be the toughest question today. <laughs> uh, you kind of put me on the spot. Uh, well, I, I absolutely love football. It's my, it's my favorite sport sure. of all time. I coached football for about 12 or 14 years as a varsity coach. And then uh, when my son was still alive, I coached him every single year in junior Rams, which is our, um, you, you know, our football for young people uh, before they get to middle school and high school. So that's, that's one of my favorites. I'll be honest with you. Uh, since I became, since I became a, an administrator at a school that had softball, I absolutely love following girls softball. And, uh, I, I didn't know a lot about it until I moved to Nebraska city and it's a great sport. Uh, and then probably my third would be basketball. Sure. Um, I would probably have those same three um, when talking about sports, but from coming, becoming an athletic director or an activities director, some of those that you're not exposed to, like mock trial and one act or theater, some of those have become pretty amazing organizations. Mm-hmm. Those kids do do amazing things, especially we, we had a girl last year that competed in the state one act competition, lead role, the most lines in the in the whole thing. The next day, she was going to state mock trial where she's having to memorize lines for that and and she's missing class and all this stuff, but yet you'd never tell by watching her performance. I think those kids just do amazing things. Lance, you know, that's, uh, that's leadership. That's commitment. We have, great, uh, we have great activities here that I'm very proud of. I mean, those are the athletic ones I talked about. But uh, uh, both my daughters were very involved in show choir. Uh, I would put our show choir up against anybody across Nebraska. Uh, really proud, and that makes me fun to watch that. Our theater department's excellent. They do five or six presentations, uh, you know, each year productions. It, you know, a total experience in school, I think, uh, you know, the arts are very important. And so uh, I've just been fortunate that my, my kids have really enjoyed that as well. And, and I'm, I'm grateful that we have those kind of activities at our school, and we have excellent people uh, guiding them. So a couple of questions at the end that I want to ask everyone before we leave is first what is your either favorite book or a book that you recommend to to a lot of people Uh, the book i'm reading now is the power of positive leadership by john gordon we've teamed with human x ventures on a little bit of a side note but an important note is brad black who uh, is their ceo is a ralston graduate and so we've, we've worked with Brad a lot, done a lot of work there. Brad actually gave me that book here just a little while ago and wrote a note on the inside. He's a guy that is definitely an example of leadership and help building people up around him. But uh, and I love John Gordon. Uh, heard him speak a couple times and read several of his books. So that's definitely on my list. Now, this one, you may have already answered at the beginning of the podcast with your message um, that you and Joni give throughout the state. But if you could put a billboard up in the middle of Ralston, everybody drives by it every day, and you could put one message on there that people need to know, what would that be? It Well, in my world today, it's, it, it's hashtag be kind. Uh, and like I said earlier, it's simply that simple. It doesn't cost money. Uh, anybody can do it. It makes a difference. It's amazing, Lance, that you know we've done a few presentations, and when we go do a presentation after that, I will get three, four, five, six email messages, uh, a lot of times thanking me, but uh, most of the time it's, hey, my friend over here would like you to come out. Uh, We have at least a dozen to do already on the list. We feel like we were put in this situation to try to tell a story, and we're going to keep doing it. Very good. Well, 
I think that wraps it up for our podcast here. Hopefully down the road as we kind of build this up, we can have you back as a guest and talk some more specifics on some things. Um, your work is, is very much appreciated, and we wish the Ralston Rams all the best this year, except when you come to York and play the Dukes. <laughs> we, we've had some, uh, you know, on a side note, Lance, I just want to point out uh, probably the best football game that I've ever saw was at York High School in the, in the playoffs uh, several years ago. And so we've always had excellent competitions with York, uh, great sportsmanship always. And so we're looking forward to it again. So. Yeah, very much. Thank you, uh, Dr. Adam.